Okay, welcome to a very special edition of We Belong Dead. Um, the, it, not only is it um, ill prepared, <laughs> uh, but we don't. Uh, we're hoping that you can hear us. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. I, uh, for some reason, refused to move the board over here <laughs> <laughs> where I am to uh, to try and uh, figure out audio levels. Um, so, uh, hopefully all is well. I don't see why not. Um, you can bring down that, uh, that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome to the, um, 31 days of horror. We belong dead spook focular. Yeah. Um, you probably recognize that. Yeah. Uh, because thus far, far he has been the only guest on <laughs> on We Belong Dead. What, what was that about having a new special guest every week? Yeah, I'm starting to think I should just refer to you as co-host. There you go. Uh, I mean, I'm not doing any other podcasts right now, so right. my 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 calendar is pretty pretty blank. Um, yeah, it's not the worst idea, man. Um, and then the two of us can invite someone over. Each. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Your people get in touch uh, with my people. Yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, Ian uh, brought to my attention uh, the and, and and I'm aware that it's it's well by the time this hits it's probably uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but the month of October, Ian took part in the uh, tradition of watching a horror movie a day for the month of October, which I think is adorable. <laughs> uh, uh, because I, I would say, uh, and being conservative, that uh, probably 325 out of the 365 days, yeah, um, there's at least one horror movie that I watch. Gotcha. But I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that. Yeah, I'm just kind of a film nerd in general, and I right. love horror. Yeah. So I watch a lot of horror, but it's not like every other day or anything like you that. You love horror so much that you did not go see the Monster Squad on the big screen. When yeah. You yeah, I'm kicking myself for that one. That was upsetting. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, this should be fun. I, I pulled out 31 of the uh, the films that I watched through the month of October. Uh, Ian, I'm guessing you have a list? or I do. All in your head? <laughs> yeah. No, I do have a list. I have a tattooed on my arm. That's right. Uh, of uh, the film, and I guess we'll just go back and forth. Yeah, and, that works uh, for me. We'll probably have some doubles. Yeah, and this is uh, for listeners. This is part one of seventeen of of this episode. <laughs> I'm going to try my damnedest. <laughs> oh God, I wish one of us knew how to run audio. Um, <laughs> my damnedest to uh, to keep this 
not uh, to keep this as concise as possible. It's 62 <laughs> movies that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'll try to keep it around uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, no, there'll be some doubles. So they'll take out, you know, like eight of them. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so you are, uh, well, first, I, we should probably fuel up. <laughs> I should anyway. Right. Yeah. What about you? It's my special pickle lighter. <laughs> nice. Thank you for sharing this with me. <laughs> this no is problem. a beautiful moment. <coughs> it truly is. It's a big lighter that has a picture, a cartoon pickle on it, <coughs> that then says underneath it, pickle. It sure does. <laughs> In case you were curious. <laughs> In case you were confused. Like, what is that? It looks kind of like a pickle. Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. <coughs> okay, Ian. Uh, you, you want me to go first? Have your uh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I've got it queued up. All right. So, <laughs> first in my list is a classic among classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little uh, indie flick known as Full Eclipse. Now, are you aware of this movie? I've never heard of this movie. Okay. Um, I feel like a bad horror geek. I, I know, like, of all the people listening, there might be one person who's just <laughs> laughing their fucking head off right now because this movie is a pile of shit. Is this a, a lycanthrope film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's basically a... Uh, how, how can I succinctly put this? Um, it's a werewolf cop movie starring the great legendary Mario Van Peebles. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a it's a flick that I had seen in. Uh, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the town of Amherst, but there was this one little uh, video rental place in where in the shopping center where Food Line is, and this movie I'd seen it as a kid on VHS, and as a kid I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome, Werewolf Cops. I mean, why would that not be cool? Right. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know who Mario Van Peebles was, so I didn't know that was a mark of death automatically. Oh, um, see, I'm a, I love uh, New Jack City. <laughs> okay. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. That's about where I leave off. Okay. Uh, with Mario Van Peebles. Um, but so I, as an adult, I, I went to this place called uh, Movie Stop for the first time. Essentially, it's GameStop of movies. And they have everything you could possibly want. And if they don't have it, they can order it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so on a lark, I just went up to someone. I was like, can you find Fully Clips for me? <laughs> and he did. And I am eternally grateful because now I have that in my life. Wow! And, uh, so you own this film? Oh yeah! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's paid Is there money. A commentary track? No, ah. no. It's one of those you know the old uh, DVD cases that were cardboard and had like the plastic oh, clip on the front. Those. I hated those because they fucked up the way they sat on the shelf. Yeah, with yeah. the other ones. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those. So there's like no features whatsoever. Excellent. But uh, but it's in widescreen. So oh, there's okay. that. that. That is pretty much the only special I've feature. I've never heard of What year is it? Like, mm, I'd say 93, 94. Mm. Yeah. What was the title again? Full Eclipse. Full Eclipse. And uh, basically there's this like shady like special police force guy who like recruits Mario Van Peebles' character into, mm-hmm. his, into his pack. And uh, his, his name is, if I remember correctly, his name is Lou Garou. Which, for the werewolf guys out there, they know that uh, Loup Garou is French for werewolf. So, you know, a little inside. <laughs> it's really, really slick joke there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll let you borrow it. I would love to. Uh, damn it. I would love to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think, 
Yeah, no, you you, you thoroughly bring, enjoy. Bring it. us down just a just a touch. We keep like peeking, and this crazy sound keeps hurting everyone's ears. I mean, I always try to peek at the same time as you. Yeah, Richie. I know, I know. I think Ben can fix this in post. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it when I say that. Um, okay, yeah, full eclipse number one, number yeah. one movie for you. I, I mean, I had to start it off is strong. Your, is your number one movie of all time? <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, okay, well, you you opened up with a. Uh, a bit of an underknown gem, I guess. And I'm actually uh, listing these off in the order that I watch them. So yeah, okay. You're that much better than me. Yeah, I am. I mean, I don't no, have a are. stack of Blu-rays in front of me to, to pull from. This was the best way for me. Like I, this is the best way for me to do it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with this movie that uh, not many people know of, but it's fantastic, and it's called Hellbenders. Okay. Are you familiar with? I'm this? familiar. Uh, it's one that I had seen at like Walmart or something, and I really want to see it. I just haven't. Yeah, because there's no other way to watch it other than just buying it. So. Yeah, I don't think this is on Netflix or anything. No. Um, it's a 3D film. I don't have a 3D Blu-ray. Oh player. wow, um, swanky. Yeah, but it stars uh, Clifton Collins Jr. from uh, Boondock Saints Two. A lot of people know him. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah. Was it Romeo? I, it was something God, like stereotypical Mexican. So um, it's probably Julio. Who ordered the whoop-ass fajitas? That guy. Uh, <laughs> alongside Clancy Brown, who is fucking phenomenal. A god among men. Yeah, yeah. he really is. He's. Uh, I've heard him referred to as the poor man's Ron Perlman. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and I kind of agree. But he's so good. Uh, also, um, a guy that I've kind of gotten to know a bit, uh, who's from Northern Virginia, a guy named Macon Blair, uh, who was in Murder Party. Hmm. And uh, has he was phenomenal in uh, Blue Ruin, the new uh, oh, okay. Jeremy Saulnier joint. Oh, my God. That was so good. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's in this as well. And he's oh, hilarious. Wow. And he once again plays a character named Macon. Mm. Uh, but it's a, it's a movie about um, a secret sect uh, of Catholic priests who live their lives in complete and utter sin. Uh in the idea that they can then exercise a demon to come into themselves, kill themselves, and go directly to hell with the demon. Right. And uh, I mean, it's kind of ingenious. It is. It's a great idea. And the movie is uh, really, really highly entertaining. Um, hmm. I, to tell you much more about it would kind of give away some of the cool stuff. Yeah. But it is an indie film, but like the the effects and makeup are... Top notch. Um, I, I, I don't know the director, um, JT Petty. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar. It may be his first film. I don't know. Um, but the Blu-ray is well worth it. Um, you can, you buy the, the Blu-ray and you don't have to have a 3D Blu-ray player to watch it. Yeah. You can just watch the regular film. But, uh, it looked like one of the, it looked like a film that, uh, really kind of used Blu-ray, uh, 3D in a, decent way yeah it wasn't just like oh it's 3d so let's like toss a coin at the screen right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. uh but yeah hellbenders i suggest uh everyone checking out i'm sure you can get it on like itunes or uh amazon some vod or or whatever for a dollar or two so uh well worth it clancy brown's amazing in it the first movie i ever saw clancy brown in as a child was uh pet cemetery 2 that is an that is an underspoken of sequel. Yeah, I think I enjoy Pet Cemetery yeah. too. Yeah, 
I need to revisit both of those. Mm. It's been a while. Uh, number two, sir. Number two for me is Ravenous. And we're not taking any breaks. Okay. By the way, we're not, t- if you're thinking like, oh, they'll toss to a song, cause that's Richie's fucking fail safe is to always have like three <laughs> or four song breaks. We're not doing it. We're going through 31 films each. <laughs> and you're fucking stuck with us. Yeah. Uh, so. For 32 hours. <laughs> okay, uh, Ravenous. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about this this movie a couple times. Um, but, uh, it's really, really good. And I wish more people had seen it. I think I actually put this on my, uh, underrated films list on the first episode. You did. Yeah. But, uh, after talking about it, I had to watch it again. And, uh, it's, it's just really good. David Arquette's best work. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. I was searching for my copy because that's also on my list. There you go. Uh, yeah, this is such a crazy fucking movie. I mean, I love Robert Carlyle. Yeah. I love Guy Pierce. Jeffrey Jones is amazing in yeah. this movie. Yeah, he is. I mean, All I of his personal life, pedophilia stuff right. aside. I mean, the, whatever. Uh, uh, supposed or accused pedophilia. Sure. I don't know much about it, but the guy's a damn good actor, and he's right. phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. Carlyle is the... Oh, my God. This movie is just so crazy. I it, like I you don't normally hear me say that I want a copy of a movie soundtrack like the score. Yeah. But I do of Ravenous because it's so even even yeah, it's it's ridiculous in the best way possible. Um yeah, what is, is it like during the Spanish-American War? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. It's definitely a period piece. And um, and you see you really see Carlisle's range because he goes from on and off, like hysterically, like traumatized to like just dead calm and centered and then wide eyed crazy as fuck. And it's awesome. It really is. Um, the performances in this movie, like every single performance from every actor is yeah. fucking unhinged. Oh yeah. But calculated. Yeah. Um, what is the guy's name? Uh, oh, he's, uh, he's been doing a lot recently. This is, terrible i, sh- I should which which prepared. character <clears throat> he's the blonde guy the blue-eyed guy yeah. like not cole hauser because no, that's the guy from pitch black but they're basically the same guy. guy he's great he was in a season of a justified okay as like the big bad for that season okay and he was phenomenal i gotta find his he's the uh, bad guy in walking tall i know that yeah. um because i saw that movie once unfortunately um Tell, tell a little bit more about this movie while I find this guy's name, please. Oh, just cover your ass while you yeah, do bad if, podcasting. If you, okay, let's go okay. to a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First song of the night. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because like Guy Pierce is in this movie and he's one of the lesser awesome parts of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. normally in a Guy Pierce movie, Guy Pierce is fucking awesome, and he is in this flick as well. But he's kind of overshadowed. Apparently, a I, bit. I heard that Guy Pierce um, took a year off. And just stayed in his house and smoked weed for a year. That's, uh. I can't remember where I read that, but somebody said, like, you know, whatever happened to Guy Pierce? And then someone cited an interview where, like, somebody tracked him down and was right. like, so what have you been doing for the past year? And he's like, tripping just balls. Just staying in the house <laughs> smoking weed, man. I just needed a year off. That's like, awesome. I like that guy even more. Um, Neil McDonough. Yep. That's the one. Uh, I, I'd forgotten he was in this movie. Yeah. Uh, cause honestly, uh, until you reminded me of this movie, uh, when we were talking about Guilty Pleasures. Yeah. Or what was, underrated? Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I had forgotten about it and yeah. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. 
uh, and I immediately next payday yeah. picked up the Scream Factory Blu-ray and watched it. I'd forgotten so much about it. It, it, it is so inter- enjoy enjoyably crazy. Yeah. Um, but I found that people either like it or hate it. I've yet to find anybody that's like, yeah, Ravenous was pretty Are you good. still friends with people who say they hate it? <laughs> no, of course okay. not. Okay, good. It's uh, questionable as to if I ever was. Right. Um, but, yeah, that is definitely worth picking up. Uh, Neil McDonough, by the way, a couple of other things that, that he was in. Um, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is in post-production, Oh, apparently. thank God. Um, oh, wait. Oh, shit. You know who this? You know who else this guy played? Who? That I totally forgot about. Dum Dum Duggan. He did. Yeah, he sure did. In the Captain America movies, Ma'am. he was Dum Dum Duggan. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just a really, really cool actor. Yeah. Um, okay, you had Ravenous. I had Ravenous. So it's back to you. Back to me. Okay. Let's see. Number three. And thank you for catering tonight's affair. By the way, oh, of course. This is this is how sweet Ian is. He brought sun chips. He brought munchos, mm-hmm. which is my dad's like signature snack for a road trip. Is nice. munchos. Mine too, actually. That's kind of like, cool. Well, nothing gets on my fingers. Yeah. It doesn't get greasy or anything, so I don't have to. Like, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> and they're delicious. Yeah. Also, uh, you brought some giant chewy nerds. Yeah. Which I'm really excited to try. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you brought me a fucking Arnold Palmer. Same. You're so sweet. I, I know. Uh, thank you for that. So uh, go go on with was it your third one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Third one is uh, Hellraiser. There's 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 a few Clive Barker flicks on, on here. Very nice. Um, but uh, yeah, Hellraiser. Um, I actually had Sam watch with me for the for her first viewing, um, and I let her read Hellbound Heart as well. Um, but yeah, it's just I I just don't I just don't have words. I mean, it's just one of my favorite horror flicks ever. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm smitten with it. It really <laughs> is, like, one of the la- like last, I don't know how to word this. Like, I consider it a classic. Sure. But I consider it, like, around the time that they that classics stopped being made. Right. If yeah. If that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Hellbound? Oh, I like it. I, I really don't understand the hate so much. I, I honestly like it more than the first Hellraiser. Well, the first Hellraiser mainly um, because of Doctor Chenard. Right, right. But and we can talk about other there are other characters like that for me with especially with Clive Barker films. Yeah, where it's like someone who isn't necessarily the main antagonist yeah. or protagonist, yeah. but just this one fucking character that puts it over the top for yeah, me. Absolutely, Doctor Chenard was that for yeah. me in Hellbound. Um, I forgot that. Um, I mean, as the horror fans know, acting isn't always top notch in these flicks. Right. Um, I forgot how not awesome a lot of the acting was in the first Hellraiser. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. <coughs> Just uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, Hellraiser. I mean, what 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 can you say about it that, yeah. that you don't already know? I do kind of get annoyed a little bit with the fact that people lump it in with like slasher movies, like they lump lump it in with the Freddies and the Jasons and all that. Yeah. I'm like. No. I tend to get very particular and almost pretentious about what is called a slasher film and what right. isn't. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it's kind of something that bugs me more than it should. <laughs> right, I should right, just right. be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep, slasher film, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep, that's a slasher <laughs> film. Fine. We could. Can we please get into some subgenres here? <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. But yeah, it's and uh, Doug Bradley like yeah. owns that character. Um, Even though he's on screen for like. 10 minutes yeah. or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's phenomenal. My, my favorite, this tells you a lot about my, about me as a person. My favorite childhood Cenobite was, oh, wow. uh, was the chatter. Cause he Terrifying. was just, he was, yeah, a little creepy. Yeah. Now, honestly, after part two, I don't really pay attention anymore. I don't think I've seen past three. Okay. I've seen all of them. And three, actually, part three I saw at that theater I was telling you about earlier. That was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fort Entertainment Center, uh, for anybody in the Lynchburg area who remembers that, was a dollar movie theater that was falling the fuck apart. Uh, Literally. Which was apart. great and terrible because they, like, never cleaned. There were rats. There were holes in the ceilings as you're watching the movie. But... You could bring in like a bucket of chicken and like a <laughs> six pack and like a joint. Like nobody gave a shit. That's it was awesome. Fucking beautiful. But yeah, I saw I saw a lot of great, uh, great to me in my life horror films are because of that movie theater. Yeah, Army of Darkness is another one. Oh, nice. I saw there, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's the. I, th- I think it may be the last one, not the weird one that Doug Bradley wasn't in. Oh yeah. Which is terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah um, I think it was the one before that has Lance Henriksen in it. Oh, okay. It's not a great movie, sure. but it's worth watching. Because but it has Lance Henriksen in it. Exactly. Right. And um, they, they they took it in a direction that made sense and I hadn't thought about. Okay. And that uh, people have now, like uh, teenagers and like <laughs> early 20s, have created a, like a cyber cult around the Cenobites. Okay. And have created a... Like uh, RPG game, okay. That then becomes, of course, yeah. It's, it's, Things progress as they would. Yeah, it's right. it's not a great film, but it's sure. definitely worth checking out. That's a is that Hell World? Yeah, that is Hell World. Because yeah. the because I distinctly remember the cover is 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 it's like computer font, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh, like the zero zero one 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 thing going yeah, on, the yeah. Matrix green thing going <laughs> right. on, yeah. It's clever. I'll give it yeah. to him. Uh, the, uh, and I don't know who directed it, and I'm sorry to slam him, but in right. the hands of a maybe a better, more seasoned right. director, it could have been uh, sure. could have been something great. Uh, okay, my I did not watch Hellraiser. Okay, uh, I'm sorry to say, I'm interested now to see how many doubles we have. <laughs> so far, one. We should keep track of how many doubles there have been. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. I can do it on my list. Excellent. All right, uh, the next one for me, a movie uh, that I had not seen in a long time, and uh, I get into a lot of trouble sometimes for saying this. I watched uh, Exorcist 3. Okay. Holy shit, what a fucking great movie. Yeah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> George C. Scott, uh, Brad Dourif. No, of course. And um, why can't I remember the, the the guy's name who played the original um, Father Karras? Oh, shit. He's back, anyway. Okay. He and Dura kind of play the same character. It's Have you seen? I haven't. Oh. <laughs> this is what I get in trouble for. Okay. It's better than The Exorcist. Right. 
Well, we had the conversation about how we both kind of feel the exorcist is a little, uh, overrated yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love, this is an aside that no one is going to know what I'm talking about, but I love whenever, um, I start getting, people start getting defensive toward me or offensive toward me yeah. about uh, a movie title, like a horror movie title. Uh-huh. You're the one person that comes out of the woodwork <laughs> to take my side and like click like right. on my responses. Right. It really means a lot to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, something like, it reminds me, because Walt, I think, posted something about um, how this somebody's top ten list of horror movies. Oh yeah, it was like IGN kind of, or something. Yeah, it was kind of pedestrian, right? But he definitely agrees with number one, and I was like, and number one was The Exorcist. Of I'm course. like, you can't get more fucking pedestrian <laughs> right. than saying The Exorcist is your number one favorite yeah. horror movie. So anyway, um, you could kind of get rid of The Exorcist two, The Heretic, yeah, uh, altogether, right? Uh, but Absolutely. you definitely don't need it for The Exorcist three. Gotcha. Uh, it, it, it definitely helps to have watched The Exorcist, which who hasn't sure. seen the original? Um, but The Exorcist 3 is a crime thriller, paranormal, satanic possession, uh, like cop store. It's fucking, it's amazing. Huh. It's so, not, so it's, it's not, like not, End of Days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, amazing. You're right. <laughs> um, you don't, you, um, it's not an A to B story. Okay. That, that was my main problem with the, or one of my main problems with The Exorcist. It's very A to B. Gotcha. Uh, this takes a lot of side streets and like, it's Exorcist 3. Anybody that's Just seen it knows. A little more complex. And, uh, Brad Dourif in that movie. Or any movie. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> any movie is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exorcist 3. I love it. Next for you. <laughs> okay, uh, this is my first double feature. I've got a couple uh, double features and uh, one triple feature, actually. Fucking shit. You really yeah. thought this out. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my first double feature was Phantasm 1 and 2. Um, and I know Richie has a great and strong love for the Phantasm series. Yeah, it's one of the few Mondo posters that I haven't been able to bring myself to sell off on eBay when right. rents do. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, phantasm. <laughs> Just uh. and see, it's it's funny because um, it's one of those movies that I watched as a kid, mm-hmm. and but I didn't realize because I hadn't seen. Um, I realized I hadn't seen the first one because when I was a kid, I just, I, I'd seen the second one and, and got confused and thought it was the original. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're good, man. They're really good. <laughs> Did you watch all of them? No. You mm-hmm. only took like two from me, right? Yeah. You yeah. need to take the other two okay. and finish out the series. Okay. Cause it stays, it, it, it maintains like its quality. Yeah. For me, I mean, if there's quality, <laughs> I'm re- I really want to play Have You Seen It right now. Oh, my God. Please don't. Uh, by Reggie B and the Jizz Whale and whatever. Uh, it's the theme song from uh, Phantasm 3, I okay. think, or maybe 4, that Reggie Bannister does. Oh, it's so good. Go back and listen to some Radio Lonos, and uh, you're sure to hear it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the but I mean the story quality and the uh, right. the direction. I mean it's Coscarelli the whole time. Sure. So, oh, and that's uh, rare. Like yeah. when you have a series, like it's usually the first two maybe yeah. has the same. Especially director. like if the first one was a a bigger hit, and then like by the third one you're making a movie for twelve hundred dollars. Right. Like the original director <laughs> is never going to be the director. No. Coscarelli just it's what makes him fucking great. Like yeah. he loves this property that he created. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for news on Phantasm Ravager. 
Right. I saw the trailer and it looks fucking great. <laughs> Angus Scrim is still alive. <laughs> um, but that's all they posted the trailer and now and then that's it. Like, you know, oh, like man. What, that was months ago. Yeah. Uh, the tall man, dude, that's. Talk about an underrated icon of horror. Yeah. The fucking tall man. For sure. Because the first Phantasm was one of the first um, sleepover movies. Okay. Uh, the, and it wasn't a sleepover at my house. Oh. So I couldn't control. Sure. Like, <laughs> I couldn't make up an excuse and be like, oh, something better is on. Right. Or, you know, whatever. I had to fucking watch it, and it terrified me. And it honestly led to weeks of nightmares of just that one scene where uh, he the kid wakes up in his bed, right, and he's in the cemetery, and the yeah. dog is standing over his bed. Yeah, I, I would have that fucking dream. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Phantasm. Right. Uh, I didn't watch Phantasm. I don't think. Huh. Wow. <laughs> we are double checking the stack and. <laughs> No, I did not watch yeah. Phantasm. Um, surprisingly. Yeah. It's probably one of the first years. I remember uh, a few years ago, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Randall. Okay. Uh, she was, uh, she and her friend Audra. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and a little stroke there. Uh, came by to help me clean the house the uh, Thursday before the Halloween party. Oh, okay. And Carl was my roommate at the time. And uh, I was... Uh, knee deep in phantasm uh it was a couple days before the halloween party and i normally on that day i try to find a uh um a franchise a horror franchise to start watching yeah and that year it was phantasm and uh i made the three of them sit there and watch the first one with me and they did not get it (laughs) at all um So, but it was fun. I made, I forced them to watch it. Yeah. Um, okay, my next title is Barren Blood. <laughs> um, I, I'm not a big Italian horror fan. Yeah. I think Argento is greatly overrated, especially now. Have you seen Dracula 3D? It's I, awesome. I own it. <laughs> hey, remember that time in the novel Dracula where Dracula turns to a gigantic goddamn uh, praying mantis? Yeah, me neither. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I have a lot of shame in owning that movie, but I'll try to remember before you leave. I have a section now where I just have to own every Dracula title on Blu-ray. So I've got like six or seven of them, and most of them are like... Well, because you've got the uh, John Ritter Dracula, right? (laughs) I would. I totally (laughs) would. Um, But yeah, yeah. So I think... um, And everybody says, you know... uh, (laughs) I can't even think of the... uh, Fucking shit. What is the the big Argento movie? Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, like even the people that don't like... Argento are like, but Suspiria. Right. And they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's worth a watch, and right. it's visually beautiful and stunning, but that is a hard movie to sit through. Hey, you know what would be really weird? Say say you're a... Uh, I'm trying these chewy nerds. <laughs> say you're a well-known... Ow! <laughs> <laughs> That's not chewy. <laughs> well, it's got a nerd shell, and okay. then it's chewy. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you know what'd be really cool and weird is if uh, imagine you're like a, a big name horror director, right? All right, now <laughs> I imagine that all the time. And you have a daughter, and she <laughs> is hot. But um, you think it's a really good idea every movie you have her, and she gets buck ass naked a lot. <laughs> I love Aja Argento. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, I guess it's that that style, the um, giallo. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, really do it for me now. I like Fulci a lot. I mm-hmm. think Lucio Fulci's pretty great. Um, and this guy Mario Bava. Okay. Um. Are they the best films ever? <laughs> is Baron Blood like the apex of modern cinema? Yes. It is not. No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it is not. Is it a really good time? Yes. <laughs> it is a really, really good time. Um, terrible English dubbing. Oh, great. Of sleazily dressed <laughs> 70s swinger, like, playas. I'm in. Um and it's uh, Joseph Cotton is in it, who's amazing uh, in everything. But uh, it's kind of a typical uh, haunted castle. Gotcha. Baron Blood being the haunter. Gotcha. Okay. Um, gratuitous, gory, horribly acted in that <laughs> way that is awesome. Sure, yeah. Baron Blood by Mario Bava. All right. Solid I don't have any story behind that. I don't remember when I first saw it. Um, it's one that I've seen a uh, hundred times. I, yeah. I remember it being one of the first VHS tapes that I bought when I really got into horror. Yeah. And a lot of it was, uh, like, this was also the cover of the VHS tape. Was like I think we've talked about in the past how you're just drawn to certain covers. Sure. You're like, what the fuck right. is hiding in there? <laughs> like, Reanimator was one, I think, that we oh, talked yeah, about. Yeah, where, yeah. Like, that cover, like just spoke yeah. to me yeah um so yeah that's uh barren blood by all right Baba. let's uh go to a song now <laughs> <laughs> what are we on five yes um the uh my number five is the cabinet of dr caligari very nice yeah um that is just now getting a release on blu-ray is it in like a week or two I nice think. yeah uh, kino's doing it same people that did barren blood <laughs> there you go <laughs> um I, I had never seen seen it until until this viewing, oh, um, awesome. and it took me a minute. Like I'll, I'll be honest, it, it was it was a little hard to get into at first, um, just for like the first ten minutes or whatever. Um, just because you, as a modern film watcher, it's hard to necessarily just like snap into the German expressionism, <laughs> German expressionism, silent film mindset. Yeah. Um, but good God, like the music is amazing uh, for for the time. Um, uh, the visuals, I mean, I, you really can't speak enough on the visuals. I mean, it's just so twisted and awesome. It's, it's fantastic. And I have quite a few like classics, like actual classics, not exorcist classics right. on the list. <laughs> oh. And, um, yeah, that, that was, that was definitely a contender for top one. That's a great one. That's also one of those movies that until you watch it, you don't realize the, impact that it has had on everything that has come after it sure the expressionistic style like we were talking about and 
Even in music, like Rob Zombie, if you look at the visuals involved. Oh, for sure. The the video for Living Dead Girl is Captain of Dr. Caligari. Right. Um, Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I don't think I can beat that. (laughs) So, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did a bunch of Vincent Price. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm trying to record. What I have in my hand is the Vincent Price collection from the Scream Factory. Uh, the Scream Factory, <laughs> as the kids are calling it. Um, and I'm trying to recall which uh, movies from it I actually watched. Um, the Mask of the Red Death. Oh, of course. Which uh, might be my favorite um, Vincent Price, Roger Corman. Yeah, collaboration, which is it's tough <laughs> to pick one, but that's a that's a great one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Abominable Doctor Fives. Yeah, I watched off of this. That movie uh, does not get the respect it deserves. Yeah, I think even from most horror fans. Yeah, uh, that 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 movie is the. The kernel, uh, the seed from which the Saw franchise came. That's, yeah, that's pretty apt. You yeah. know, uh, and Price is phenomenal as yeah. always. Uh, I really wish I could do a great Vincent Price impression. <laughs> <laughs> that voice is unmistakable. Yeah. And if you fuck it up, then you, you fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are two great ones from him, though. <clears throat> Very good. He's actually lovingly stroking the case as he talks about it. <laughs> uh, I actually, yeah, I was. Yeah. Much yeah. of <laughs> All right. Uh, so number six, uh, for me, I did another double feature. Okay. Um, I did this a couple times. I, I watched uh, Universal Monster Flicks because they recently came out single single on right, Blu-ray. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and so and I do. some great slipcovers. Oh, yeah. Those two with the red embossing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I would do uh, Universal Monster Flick and like a more modern counterpart to it. So for the first Very one, nice. I did uh, The Wolfman and An American Werewolf in London. Um, as a werewolf movie fan, um, it, it's kind of tough because as we all know, there are quite a few werewolf movies out there and about 90% of them suck balls. And, uh, it's always nice when you can find a good gem that actually is pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, like full of clips. And, um, but yeah, the Wolfman, I mean, you can't say enough about it. Like the big first one. Um, although I think Curse of the Werewolf came out before it, didn't it? You may be right. That, that sounds right. But, yeah. uh, we don't really count that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you just can't say enough about it. I mean, it's a classic. It's, it's, it's what got the Wolfman in the m- minds of American culture. It also, uh, I think, um, proved, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Mm-hmm. in the minds of American moviegoers. Yeah. Is that the hard shadow to try to pull yourself out of, of Lon Chaney Sr.? Right. And, uh, I think with Wolfman, like, he kind of, yeah, you got it. Did more than that, you know. Um, I think I'm one of the few people out there who didn't hate the Wolfman remake. 
with you uh, didn't no i didn't huh um <laughs> that, was, that was you yeah no, that was i was that guy i was that one guy um but i mean i, I get it I, I get why people are not thrilled with it but yeah, yeah. it was it was fun enough for me that i could look past it i'd like to rewatch it to be yeah. honest with you i saw it in in the theater yeah and was really upset yeah um and then i think i watched it once on home video or yeah. on blu-ray dvd right. whatever but I, in my head, I can't form like an accurate <laughs> retort to it being good. So right. it makes me think that maybe it was, and I was right. just had the standard of Lon Chaney Jr. and sure, you know, the Wolfman. Well, and again, as as a werewolf fan, my standards aren't the highest for what makes a good werewolf movie. Because I, again, I have so few options. Full of clips. Yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah. <sighs> Actually, oh, I forgot to mention the uh, werewolf cops in it. Uh-huh. Uh, they just get kind of wolfed out, and then they grow wolverine claws. Oh. Yeah. So they get, went with a more accurate kind of... Sure, yeah. <laughs> wow. I really... Th- that's a movie that I could talk for about an hour on. It's, it's so ridiculous. Do a... Uh, what, what do you guys call it? Oh, Indiscriminate Taste. Indiscriminate Taste. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, Yeah. the THP's uh, stream of Torm. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you can label it that if you'd like. <laughs> I mean, you've done it enough times. I might as well just go with it. <laughs> I was hoping we would get to this point. Yeah. Uh, I also watched American Werewolf in London. As you should have. Well done. I watch American Werewolf in London about once every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I... It's... Yeah. <laughs> and the... Also, I uh, watch the feature-length documentary, yeah. Beware the Moon, about once every two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love John Landis. Like, I just love him as a person yeah um i remember because I, I saw that movie for the first time when i was like seven and um i remember thinking it was awesome and then it took me a while to like connect the dots that the guy who directed it was the same guy who did animal house yeah i'm like uh, what <laughs> yeah you look at john landis's like imdb page for directing and he's a guy who never allowed himself to be pigeonholed yeah, I mean, you gotta uh, respect him for that. For he sure. Did, he did the Blues Brothers. You're right. You know? And he did An American Wolf in London. And, uh, what was the vampire when they did Innocent Blood? Yep. Uh, yeah, well, that was not Don great. Rickles. It's not great. Um, <laughs> he did, I well, love he it. did like Beverly Hills Cop 2 or 3, I believe. I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, the guy's just phenomenal. I wish he would do something. And he wrote a fantastic book. About uh, uh, like Hollywood monsters. Oh yeah, it's like a coffee table. Book. That's a it's, beautiful. It's beautiful book. Yeah, and and uh, Griffin Dunn and um, David Naughton. Yeah, in this movie are so um, realistic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess Griffin Dunn isn't that realistic <laughs> after a while. Um, but just like you can, but they don't seem seemed, to be acting, right? To me, like it seems like they're just they're really good bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, the brilliance of bringing Griffin Dunn back as a rotting corpse. I don't think worse and worse every time to try to beg David to kill himself. As long as long as I live, I don't think I'll ever forget the first time I saw that movie and was just like excited and repulsed by. <laughs> When he visits him the first time and he's still the fresh kill, like yeah. that little jiggle of the flap yep. of skin on his neck. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was a game changer for <laughs> me, man. 
I remember seeing it at a far too young an age, and um, the dream that David has about the Nazi. Oh my god creatures yeah. showing up at his house scared like, the shit out of yeah, me yeah it was terrifying that and when uh he's in the bed in one of his dreams he's like in the bed in the forest oh and yeah the nurse yeah. checks on and he wakes up and he's kind of wolfed out and free i i may have a couple drops of pee may have come out first time i saw that <laughs> yeah uh and the the fucking i mean enough i guess has been said about it but the transformation scene oh yeah in this movie for a good three or four years after i saw this movie Whenever I got the flu mm-hmm. or like a really bad cold, I was terrified that I was going to start turning into because <laughs> he gives you that feeling of like you know out of body like sure cold chills yeah yet burning up like yeah it's Rick Baker really and I and I will say this about the Wolfman remake had they not gotten Rick Baker to do the makeup I would have been really pissed yeah oh yeah <laughs> um, so that's. The, the Wolfman remake definitely has that going and, for it. And I thought that... Uh, um, He's such a cool guy, too, Rick Baker. Is he? Like, every interview I see with him. Yeah. I haven't met him, but... Oh, okay. Uh, he just seems like such a laid-back, like, geek. You yeah. Know? <laughs> That's good. Great. Um, but I just thought the design of the Wolfman in the remake was the best possible way to do a throwback to the Universal Monster Wolfman and not look fucking ridiculous. Because you can't really do that kind of Wolfman in modern times and have anyone take <laughs> well, it seriously. <laughs> no, I guess not. Yeah. Um, David Naughton is a guy that uh, it really irritates me that he hasn't had a more successful. I mean, I guess he's always worked, but right. Like, I can remember being really young and watching a movie that he was in with my sister called uh, Midnight Madness. I don't know if it was that Michael one. J. Fox's first film. He was a little okay. kid in it, but it was this like a uh, citywide uh, treasure hunt, uh, okay. like scavenger hunt. Okay, and they had teams split up that were all finding clues. Was this a comedy? It or? was a screwball comedy. Uh, okay, cool. Um, Pee Wee Herman has a cameo in it. Oh, wonderful! Uh, it's really terribly great. Right. Um, but I remember seeing him in that, and then not long after seeing American Werewolf in London and thinking, oh, like at that age, you know, seven, eight years old, right. you're thinking like, oh, this is an actor, like somebody that you see in a lot of sure. movies, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. Um, I'm, he, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between our childhoods right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I saw the movie when I was seven. Really? <laughs> Do you think that was wise? <laughs> well, we had HBO. It wasn't my fault. Right. Um, but it, recently he's done a couple of things that were fantastic. Uh, he... He was in an episode of Holliston, okay. Uh, the Adam Green, Joe Lynch. Yeah, uh, I still need to watch show. that. You really do. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, playing a uh, parody homage to American Werewolf in London nice. in that episode, and then he starred in a mockumentary that, if you haven't seen, I need to let you borrow called Brutal Massacre. Uh, no, I've seen that one. It's uh, a mockumentary about a guy who was once a very famous horror filmmaker who is now trying to recapture his glory day or trying to get himself back on the map. Right. You know, he's, he's been the past like 20 years making trauma type films and he's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong (laughs) with that, but, and he plays the director in it and it's just a, a beautiful, uh, like hilarious love letter to the genre. Nice. Uh, Gunnar Hansen is in it. Oh, uh, a couple of the chicks from Evil Dead nice. are in it. Uh, Ken Faree is in it. 
the guy that played Dante and Clerks. Oh, nice. Brian O'Halloran yep. is in it. It's It's got a lot of uh, people you'd be like, oh, big names. that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big names to me. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, but yeah, David Naughton, man, that guy was cool. Yeah. I got to meet him once, and I, I felt really, he was incredibly nice. Uh, I mentioned Midnight Madness to him. And he pulled out this scrapbook that he had, like under his table. Yeah, that was just Midnight Madness, like what? clippings from magazines and stuff nice. when it came out. And, uh, but I was, I, it was heartbreaking because it's a convention and like right. no one is at his table. And really, like, this is David. Not I, I, <laughs> I would is... spend time at that. Table. Exactly, I ended up spending like a good half hour, but it was just, huh? It was. It was a lot like when I met Jeffrey Combs, where I'm like, why am I not standing in line? Right. Like, why am I able to just walk up to Jeffrey Combs? This is unacceptable. <laughs> At a horror convention. Yeah. Like, like you to, would like, think. Yeah, I wanted to get a bullhorn and just start P.T. Barnuming <laughs> Jeffrey Combs, you know. Do you understand who this man is? Uh, anyway, yeah, American Werewolf in London, so I guess back to you. Back to me. Um, let's see, number seven, uh, Near Dark. Oh, I love that movie. So good. Um, I, I have mean, a uh, a portrait that Joel Robinson did uh-huh. that I stole from Rob <laughs> of uh, Lance Henriksen from that movie hanging in my bathroom. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, again, Lance Henriksen is yeah. one of those ones. I mean, even if it's a shit movie, I'll watch it because <laughs> he's in it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, just so underrated. Um it's just it's just really good. I mean, you know, I, and I kind of hate the people who are like, "Oh, well, they never actually say vampire in the movie. They're not maybe not vampires. I'm like, right. fucking, they're vampires." Okay, Jesus Christ. Um, the Blu-ray for that movie has a terrible cover. Yeah, it's all twilighted out. It's very. Twilight. That's really the only thing that's kept me from buying the Blu-ray. <laughs> Because we've talked about this, I have like the super special edition DVD that apparently they Which made is great. six of. Um, really, and. uh yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting that cover. I'm just not doing it. Just buy the Blu-ray and then throw away the, the Blu-ray <laughs> case and put it in here. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, was it you and I talking about this? It might have been me and Ben. That it's and, and not to come off like a misogynist or anything, but it's yeah. crazy to me that that movie was directed by a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, it was me. We okay. talked about it. I think we actually talked about it on We Belong Dead. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, then we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow, though, she's an Academy Award winner. Now. Yeah. Um, so, good on her. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and knock out the other Vincent Price movies now. Um, Last Man on Earth, I watched. There you go. Which, I mean, just... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I don't know why they keep trying. Yeah. Like, that's the best. Yeah. I remember... Of, the, of that Richard Matheson story of I Am Legend that you're uh, going to get. Have you have you actually read I Am Legend? Yeah. Okay, me too. All right, so I remember seeing the Will Smith version mm-hmm. and being like, this would be a really good movie if it wasn't I Am Legend. Because this has nothing <laughs> to yeah. do with the, the novel. It's just, it doesn't. I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad movie, but it yeah. shouldn't be I Am Legend. Yeah. Um, Last Men on Earth, I would be happy if they named I Am Legend. There you go. Uh, and on Blu-ray, now I'm holding the Vincent Price collection too. <laughs> uh, at, uh, collection one and two, both films that our friend Joel Robinson, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put his, the link to his page uh, with this podcast so you can buy some of his prints. Just an amazing, amazing yeah. horror artist. Um, yeah, Last House on the Left. Uh, last House on the Left. Last Man on <laughs> Earth. Uh, great. And then I uh, rewatched uh, Dr. Fibes Rises Again. Nice. Uh, the sequel to The Abominable Dr. Fibes, of which course. has a... A really strange Egyptian theme to it uh, that works, but it's just fucking like <laughs> out there. And um, Vincent Price at the end singing is it somewhere over the rainbow? Well, that's got to be the creepiest shit ever. It's it's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's awesome. God. Yeah, the Fives movies are just. I've heard rumors of remakes. Uh, and the newest one, I was actually kind of thinking eh, this. Yeah. This could either be terrible or they could do it perfectly. Sure. And uh, uh, the last rumor I heard was that uh, uh, Tim Burton uh-huh. was going to pick it up and cast Johnny Depp, of course, yeah, as Doctor Five. It, it, yeah. I, I try not to judge the idea of a remake until I see it. Sure. Um, and we've had this conversation where we've seen remakes, enough remakes that were solid that we don't automatically yeah. go, oh shit, and like they're going to mm-hmm. ruin. But and that's the thing I think we also touched on is like it doesn't erase the original. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, if it's a bad remake, it makes the original that much better. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of really burnt out on Tim Burton. That's understandable. Like new Tim Burton. Like I yeah. love the old ones that I love, like Beetlejuice, Mars Attacks, you know, all that. Mars Attacks, <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> But modern Tim Burton is either trying to redo Nightmare on Elm, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or uh, or it's just bad. Yeah, I, I will say though, I, I I really enjoyed Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I'll give you Sweeney Todd uh, more than I thought I would. Yeah. and that's also coming off the heels of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was atrocious. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, Johnny Depp doing his best you. Michael Jackson impression. You know, I. I'm agreeing with you, but I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm also thinking of Tim Burton movies recently that I enjoy. I liked Dark Shadows. Really? I really did. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm a fan of the show Dark right. Shadows. Like, uh, and they fucking pissed all over it. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I mean, Eva Green is fun to look at. Yeah. There's that scene where he's sitting around the campfire with the hippies smoking <laughs> weed that fucking killed me. <laughs> rewatch it, man. I'll rewatch The Wolfman. You rewatch uh, right. Dark Shadows. All right. Alice Cooper's in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything he's been in has been golden, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wasn't being sarcastic. <laughs> especially uh, my next film. Okay. Wait, is it your turn? Uh, I think it's your turn. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay, my turn. Damn it. <laughs> we'll get back to it. That hell of a second. <laughs> um, number eight, uh, Midnight Meat Train. Oh, <laughs> I have that on yeah, the Double? One. Nice. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and mark that. Um, one of the most, and we say this a lot about a lot of movies, but right. truly underrated sure. movie. I don't understand why it was such a bomb. Yeah. And, you know, for a movie based on a Clive Barker short story that is one of the shorter of his short stories. Yeah. Like, it's impressive that they were they were able to make a full-length movie out of it and have it be good. Like, the things they added worked. 
um, to flesh it out. Like it didn't seem like they were just trying to put shit in just to fill up time. Right. You know, um, I really dug it. Yeah, I, I I love this movie. Um, Vinnie Jones is as mahogany perfect. Yeah, uh, granted Bradley he Cooper doesn't. Is great. Yeah, I think that was the first movie where I was like, oh, Bradley Cooper isn't a, an untalented douche. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like him. Oh now. well, Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Have you seen Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah. You didn't like it? No, I did. I okay. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't lie to me. I'll find <laughs> out. Um. But yeah, who, and who was it? Uh, Brooke Shields. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just a really great movie. And we were talking about this has that great um, feature on it that Clive Barker, the man behind the myth, yeah, where he takes you on a tour of his art studio, yeah, and tells you with a spiral <laughs> what art is and why art matters and it has no ending and it has no beginning i'm sorry i love clive barker but he sounds like he's been dead for a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, Wait, i wish him the best oh really absolutely do. uh yeah but fucking hey man midnight meat train or at least wait until the scarlet uh was it the scarlet what's it called his book. oh uh Ah, fuck. Son of a bitch. I would oh, know if you hadn't asked The Scarlet me. Gospel. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm so excited for that. Like, as <laughs> yeah, long as he's around long enough yeah. for us to get that book. Um, but I mean, Midnight Meat Train, I remember a big deal was made about how terribly, like, they released it in Oh, how terribly theaters. it did. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. didn't get, it, it only got a dollar theater. Yeah, release. there was a lot of, um, of of uh, hurt feelings on Clive Barker's end, I think because I, I think there should have been because it, it, this movie is uh, intelligently directed, right? Uh, wonderfully written and yeah. wonderfully adapted and wonderfully acted. Yeah, and it's got everything that a fucking horror hound wants. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm so angry at the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while we're kind of on the subject, I, I, I do want to ask you, what do you think is one of the most underrated? Barker projects like film, short stories, anything like that. Um, Lord of Illusions. Yeah, thanks. I love that movie. Yeah, um, I rewatched it a while back. It's, yeah, it's, it's good, man. Yeah, that's another one I watched in the fort. Thing. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, I and I I rarely pre-order anything from uh, Scream Factory. Yeah, and I pre-ordered that just because gotcha. you get the poster <laughs> of the cover art by Joel Robinson. Right, of course. Link in the description <laughs> and. Uh, and I'll get it like three weeks early. I should be yeah. getting it this week, actually. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm getting Lord of Illusions. And everyone else is like, what the fuck is Lord of Illusions? <laughs> I, I really, really love that movie. Yeah. I, I, was it an original screenplay or was that based on something that he had done? I think, Cause I think it's it was, one of only three movies he directed. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was original. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Cause I, I thought I remembered years ago trying to find the book that it was based on. But the, uh, Scarlet Gospels is basically pitting him against the Cenobites. Yeah. Yeah. Which just be, has me yeah. all a flutter. <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't even describe to you. You should see Ian's cock right now. Yeah. It's, it's majestic. Yeah. Um, that, and I think we both have another Clive Barker film on our yeah. list, but, uh, we can go ahead and talk about this now. I think uh, it's it's a shame and a, a loss for the horror film fans. Yeah, uh, for the three films that Barker directed 
to have uh well i mean hellraiser got acclaim like sure the, but um nightbreed and lord of illusions yeah I think like reviews and how bad they did just kind of beat him out of directing again. Yeah. And I think that's a real shame. It really is because he is a solid director. Yeah. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and with, well, we'll talk about it when we get to that one, but, uh, yeah, fucking Lord of Illusions. Yeah. So underrated. I don't think it's on Instant Q anymore. It was. They took it off like, I think they did, took it off November 1st because mm. I watched it right before the deadline. Ah, nice. Yeah. Um, even Scott Bakula in that movie. I'm not like a big Scott Bakula fan. No. I prefer Mark Harmon. Right. Um, <laughs> I kind of think of Bakula as the poor man's Mark Harmon. That's, that works. Summer yeah. School is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he's great in it. And, yeah. uh, uh, Daniel Von Bargen in that movie as the, uh, I can't remember the, the main villain. Oh yeah. Uh, is great. And I had forgotten that it was, I guess I never knew. When I watched it as a kid, that, that's Daniel Von Bargen. But like I, when I rewatched it recently, I was like, "That's the fucking yeah." I had that same. That's the moment. fucking state cop from Super Troopers. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, uh, okay, you had that. I had that. So it's back to you. But real quick, I do want oh, to yeah. say my my favorite underrated thing. Oh yeah, please. Um, because I'm such a great host. No, it's fine. I just <laughs> want to make sure the people who don't know of this get on it. Um, yeah. I really dug, and I know a lot of people didn't. Um, Rawhead Rick. Yeah, um, uh, Mr. Be Gone. I did too. Yeah, I bought that as a at the, as a bargain book. Did you for like three bucks the hardcover? Oh, you bastard! At uh, Barnes and Noble, I'd never heard of it. Nice, it's so fun. I I was in college <laughs> Such a great read. when I heard about it, and and the uh, like the Longwood University um, bookstore was was a Barnes and Noble as well. So I, I I was friends with the manager. I'm like, when this book comes out, you make sure we have copies because nice. I will buy that shit up. And it was it was awesome. Yeah. I mean it's a quick read. Um but that's fine. I might uh reread that actually. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, you should. That and horns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you watched I'm I Saw the that. Devil yet? I uh wouldn't play. It's yeah. Player, it's all scratched up. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Anywho, uh, uh, I think it's, is it you now? Oh, we did a double midnight meet Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number nine for me is 30 Days of Night. Um, okay. I get, actually, I don't. I don't get why people hate that movie. Um, I mean, granted, I love the graphic novel. So, and I thought that there was enough of the graphic novel in the movie and they just expanded on it and, you know, took some characters out and all that. And that, that's fine. Um, but I, I was fine with it. Like I dug it. Like I just wanted to see it on screen and I like the, I like the visual of it. Um, it, yeah, it just works for me. I, um, never really got into the graphic novels. Okay. I read a couple of them and I liked them. But that worked out, worked in my favor, I think, for the film, because I didn't, I wasn't holding it to any kind of standard. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. That's one I wouldn't mind going back and rewatching. You should. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think I maybe bought the DVD when it came out. Yeah. Watched it and haven't seen it since. But I, I don't remember hating it. Yeah, and, and that's, um, <clears throat> and before we did the show, Rich and I were talking a little bit about how we don't hate Josh Hartnett. And <laughs> right. if you had told us that X amount of years ago, we would have slapped you in the face. True. Um, I, 
I, I, I had a little apprehension going into it when I heard they were making the movie and casting him. <laughs> and then I saw Lucky Number Slevin. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm okay with this. And he did a solid job. Yeah. Slevin. Such a good movie. So good. <laughs> it's just so good. And it's, be- it's best, if you haven't seen it, it's best going into it, like, having no one talk to you about it. Yeah, like, yeah. Just don't even go into it with any kind of uh, preconceptions or anything. Just watch it and live it and love it. It's good stuff. Live it and love it, people. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't watch that. I should rewatch it. Um, but speaking of Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Alice Cooper 15 minutes ago. Um, I uh, watched it's one of my, my favorite uh, more... More underrated uh, John Carpenter film, uh, Prince of Darkness. Yeah, that's a good one. I love this movie so one. much. And this is one that uh, you were talking about, uh, uh, what, what was it, uh, Ravenous, you were saying that you'd want to get yeah. the, the score to it. This is, Prince of Darkness is a score that I would love to have. Um, this movie's so fucking weird. Uh, Donald Pleasance is ferocious in this movie <laughs> um it was nice seeing him being directed by carpenter not as loomis yeah although i you know i love i love dr loomis but uh it was nice to see that they could do more than that together uh, i think prince of darkness proved that this movie uh i probably shouldn't like because it plays out a lot like an italian horror film yeah uh down to the performances like the the guy that the the main guy in this movie who uh, has a name <laughs> probably uh Jameson Parker sure <laughs> why not uh he seems like he is acting in an argento film from like 77 yeah uh, he's like out of time but it works for the movie and the the idea of in the basement of a church like pure evil is churning right is so fucking cool and then there's like messages from the future that don't make sense that that i'm (laughs) gonna spend the rest of my life trying to figure out and alice cooper is a homeless guy Uh, (laughs) i just i really really love this movie i mean what's not to like before man walked the earth it slept for centuries it is evil it is real it is awakening Dun, dun, dun. That's uh, so good. Victor Wong also is in this from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh Egg God. Shin. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the Prince actual of, hero of Big Trouble <laughs> yeah, in Little China. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we are so on the same page. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, do yourself a favor and check it out. Uh, Scream Factory has an amazing uh, release of As it they out. typically do. Yeah, uh, with... Uh, uh, a lot of features and yeah. commentary finally by Carpenter, but, uh, Prince of Darkness, uh, check it out and buy me the soundtrack on, yeah. on vinyl. Please. There you go. Uh, number 10 for me, one of my favorite ridiculous horror comedies, Feast. I love that whole <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> Dude, I, that movie, those movies get better and better yeah. for me yeah. every time I watch them. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I can't tell you. And even if I could, I wouldn't because I might be ashamed. Um, how many times I've watched the original Feast? 
it's it's so satisfying man it's like it it's like a it, it's like a uh theatrical cheeseburger you know what i mean like mm-hmm. something you can eat over and over again and it just doesn't get old it's true yeah uh, the what do you think about the rest of the series i dig it yeah but I, um i don't think the they just can't be the first one for me yeah i don't know what it is about the first one that makes it so much better although, for me although there is like suicide girl style nudity throughout there the is. other two that is that is fucking amazing yeah. uh the the, <laughs> the most confused i've ever been was watching when uh the redheaded one gets stabbed over yeah. and over again i'm like why is this hot <laughs> why am i okay with this <laughs> Why am I okay with this? Is it me? Yeah. Is it me? Yeah. Uh, I love the ending of that series. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the biggest fuck you to the audience. Uh, and there will be no spoilers if you haven't no, seen none it. At all. Please uh, watch the first go films. watch all of them. They're so good. And I, I have a real soft spot in my heart for John Gulliger. Yeah. Uh, and Clue Gulliger. Uh, <laughs> Clue is one of my favorite, uh, that guy actors. Right, right, right. Uh, if you, if, if anybody has ever watched or would like to watch the Zombie King trilogy, uh, the crazy Zombie King, uh, not trilogy, we did like five of them. Yeah. We were supposed to do 12 of them, but <laughs> that's another story. Um, I, I purposely tried in each episode of the, of that series that we made to say the word God damn it. In a different way, the Clue Gulliger <laughs> says it in different movies because he always says "God damn it," awesome. and it's always in a different inflection, a different way. <laughs> I love that guy, uh, Clue Gulliger. For those who don't know, probably uh, for this podcast, his best known work would be uh, "Return of the Living Dead." Mm-hmm. He played Bert, the guy who owned uh, Unita Medical Supplies, <laughs> and uh, he's just fantastic. Look up some interviews with him. The guy is just a fucking character. And he's amazing. And his son, John Gulliger, uh, made the Feast films. Yeah. And cast his father as the bartender. <laughs> fantastic. He's clearly the best character in the movie. <laughs> he really is. I mean, Rollins in that movie, though. Rollins is great. Uh, I should have watched Feast, but I didn't, sadly. No. What I did watch was the Blob remake yeah. uh, that Ben and I recorded a streamatorium for. Uh, I don't know how the streamatorium turned out. Yeah. I'm guessing pretty good because they always do. Obviously. Um, this is, uh, this is one of those movies that, um, comes to you at way too early an age. Right. And, and stays with you forever. Yeah. No matter what people say about it. Yeah. Uh, this, another one on my list and, uh, another movie called Popcorn. Okay. It's just delicious <laughs> cheese. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, are kind of what I call my, my, uh, triumvirate of childhood horror. Okay. Three movies that I just watched over and over and over. The 88 Blob is, uh, I believe it was 88. Yeah. Um, is one of those movies. It, uh, <laughs> it's so fucking gross. <laughs> And so great. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's the blob. Yeah. It's a remake of the blob. They put a, a few twists and turns on it. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank Darabont wrote it. Um, oh, what's the main guy? One of the Dillon brothers. Kevin Dillon. Yes. Stars in it with Shawnee Smith. 
uh, good who time. we might know from the Saw movies, uh, as two of the most uh, stereotypical late 80s horror movie characters you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now, the Blu-ray is not available. Twilight Time put it out, and mm-hmm. they did, I think, 2,000 of them and sold out. But you can get it in a... I've seen, like, four packs of horror movies sure. that have it on there on DVD. Um, it's so uh, well worth I don't want to talk too much about it just because uh, we did a streamatorium. And right. If you want to know more about it, then queue it up and watch the streamatorium with it. Uh, just just one of those that, that movie's never going to leave <laughs> my mind ever. Uh, that's another one from HBO when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I th- I'm pretty sure that's how I saw it because I saw it as a child as well. And I haven't seen it since now that I think about it. But there are a couple scenes that have stuck with me all that time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not complaining about it, but yeah. I no, mean, there's, it a, there's, too a, early. there's a part at the end, and Ben and I talked about this in the, in the streamatorium that if, if the rest of the movie is laughable to you, yeah. There's the, the moment at the end is still chilling, uh, <laughs> where there's the, there's a preacher in the movie, and you, spoiler alert, you think that he has died, and then at the end, they do kind of a PS where he's, preaching like a gospel like a big tent like revival thing yeah and something is revealed and you're just like oh fuck <laughs> uh so yeah that's the blob yeah 88. good times great oldies <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm not even mad at that joke um <laughs> and i should be um another double feature for me i did uh slither and night of the creeps Oh, that is a great double feature. Yeah, it, was a, it was a good one. Um, <laughs> that's a pairing. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking great. I'm going to talk about Slither first because I, I think we're going to talk for a minute about Night of the Creeps. But um, <laughs> yeah. everything is right about Slither. I mean, yeah. the casting. Um, I'm Bill Party. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you've, you've watched the, uh, oh, the yeah. extras. Like, there are... I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not that special features guy necessarily. Uh, yeah. Um but or, or like I'll watch a behind the scenes documentary like once or something or right. a couple times. Um but every single time I pop in Slither, I also have to watch the gag reel and the <laughs> behind the scenes and everything because it's all fucking gold. It really is. It's so good. <laughs> um Nathan Fillion is so fucking cool. And I don't think James Gunn has done anything that I haven't been absolutely in love with. No, I agree. I haven't seen Guardians yet, but I, I hear it's pretty great. It's it's really good. Um, but yeah, every, everything that I've seen, James, <laughs> even super? back in his trauma days, yeah, oh, Romeo yeah. and Juliet, yeah, for a trauma film, that's a really intelligent. It's, it's a movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. right. um, it's almost a film. Yeah. Um, uh, super though. Super was Jesus great. Christ. Uh, yeah, super was. I, that's one I need to rewatch. You know, Rob Zombie did voice work in that movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was the voice of God. <laughs> yeah, I think of, you're right. Which, of course, he would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, he still owes me sushi, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so waiting on that call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Slither's great, and I, I think Slither is a really good date movie. Yeah, it really is. It, it really has that throwback, like taking your sweetie out to the movies you right. know, kind of vibe to it. And then dying horribly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I am uh, eternally a fan of Greg Henry, uh, the guy that plays the mayor in uh-huh. that film. Anything that you put him uh-huh. in, I'm going to watch. Yeah. Uh, I first saw him in Payback, the Mel Gibson film. 
Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, which is a great movie. Uh, I think it's. I think that's actually my favorite Mel Gibson it, flick. It's probably mine too. Although yeah. a newer one of his that I saw, Get the Gringo, that was really good. It's a lot like Payback. Yeah, it's basically um, Mexican Payback. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But yeah, Greg Henry in that movie, and then subsequently, and then his role as the mayor in Slither is just well, and I, no goddamn fucking <laughs> Mister Pib. Um, Martians don't mean they're necessarily from Mars. Um, yep. Kill me, party! <laughs> it's so great. Uh, I, I think I was listening to an interview. I may have been on the Nerdist podcast that James Gunn was on, and he was saying that like that character was supposed to die in the barn. Like originally, like in the original script, he oh, was really? going to be turned into one of the zombie things. But but Greg Henry, was but he so just great. loved that character and <laughs> and Greg Henry so much. He's like, no, we need to keep this guy on for a while. Yeah, yeah, that guy's great. And that movie. Uh, that movie and so, the uh the zombie, Rooker, deer. <laughs> the zombie deer uh the, the cow oh my god uh but michael rooker in that movie that's another one that that is a notch for him yeah. i think oh like, for sure he's so uh awkward and yeah upsetting in that movie he really is what's the song that they keep playing you're every woman in the world yep <laughs> yep just off-putting it's so off-putting <laughs> i love that it, it's one of those movies where like you feel bad like you generally feel bad for him like a lot yeah and they're yeah. like oh well that thing he did was terrible <laughs> right um, they tried right. setting him up as a pretty terrible guy but right it it never yeah. quite you're yeah. still just kind of like oh but yeah come on <laughs> come on man it's michael rooker <laughs> uh also a song from that movie that i fucking love is uh gonna shine up my boots Yes, that By, sequence um, is so good. Oh, why can't I remember the guy's name? It's uh, the song is called "Gonna Shine Up My Boots." And if if we were gonna toss the songs <laughs> in this uh, episode, I would. Toss this would be to, the fourth one. It, it would be. Um, it probably wouldn't have been a bad idea to plan this around playing songs from the movies we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but you know, how I mean, you're so well prepared uh, on the first episode. We belong dead. I'm kind of surprised that we haven't. <laughs> I was quite prepared on that first episode. Yeah, I got to find the name of this movie, or it's gonna. For the listeners, there was no riffing or ad libbing on the first episode. That was all. It was all scripted. Yeah, I mean, that's how I generally do podcasts I in front of a in front of a live studio audience of Jake. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Jake was here. Uh, why do I have so many songs? The Corb Lund Band. There you go. A Canadian uh, country singer. Right. Uh, that song is great, though, and that sequence, it's it's just perfect. Yeah. Um, so that movie's fantastic. And then Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps, man. Thrill uh, me. I need to do... I need to change my triumvirate of childhood films to be yeah. the four horsemen of my childhood films. That was a big one for that me. Was that might be one of the biggest on ones for me, actually. Yeah. That yeah. was... Uh, for me, anyway, my introduction to Tom Atkins <laughs> would thrill me. Uh. <laughs> Girls, I've got good news and I've got bad news. <laughs> the good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. Yeah. so I can't believe you parted with that VHS. That's another thing that he brought over tonight. Yeah. He gave me a VHS copy of Night of the Creeps. I'm yeah. so happy about that. Because <laughs> you know that's going for like 600 bucks on eBay. Oh, yeah? Uh, so <laughs> I've got to go. <laughs> uh I don't know. I don't. It may be. I mean, it went for <laughs> it went for fifty cents at the Lynchburg <laughs> Library. So, uh, oh, a, actually, another Halloween themed thing that I picked up at the Lynchburg Library. I haven't watched it yet. 
It, it's a VHS of it's like a forty minute long Far Side cartoon. Oh, I remember Halloween that. theme, and I remember it too very vaguely. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I don't remember it, but I, I remember tuning into it. I kind of remember it in the same way that I remember the uh, Swamp Thing cartoon. Right, like, I knew it existed, <laughs> yeah. and I know I really liked it, but I don't remember a fucking thing from it. What about the Swamp Thing TV show? Ooh. <laughs> that was also a thing. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. And then a few years ago, I saw the first season at uh, Walmart for like five bucks. Oh, I totally would about that. I was like, hell yeah. I put it in. I got two episodes in. And I was like, I can't. Dude, how did I watch this? <laughs> Although I will say at Walmart right now, they have uh, the entire run of Briscoe County for like nine bucks. Yeah, it kind of pisses me off because like. Six months ago, I bought it for like $30 because that's the cheapest you could find it for. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. Um, But Night of the Creeps. Yeah, Night of the Creeps. Uh, Rusty from European Vacation. (laughs) Stars. Yeah. Um, That was Fred Decker, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's another guy. Hollywood needs to fucking... Throw him a fucking bone. Get some shit together. That guy's God. a fantastic writer-director. Yeah. I'm addicted to these fucking nerds. Aren't they amazing? They really are. You notice how I only bring you food that's like, this would be perfect if I was super high right now. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> uh, what can you say about Night of the Creeps? Um, it is a perfect horror film. I mean, I don't know if I as say a, that. <laughs> no, I mean, as a... If you take basis of horror films as being campfire stories, sure. Um, this is like surpasses every rule of that. Yeah, to be a perfect little concise <laughs> telling of a you know even the black and white sequence at the beginning. Oh with my the, god, the maniac! Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh uh, yeah, it's a good time. Tom Atkins is another guy that yeah. doesn't get enough love. Yeah. Um, I remember I may have told you about this. My friend Will, after he watched Drive Angry, he went to the theater. I can love Drive Angry. <laughs> I do too. But he, I said, so what did you think? You know, did you like it? And he goes, well, he liked it. But he, And one thing he brought up was like, well, the, the old guy, the cop, like when he showed up. Yeah. They kind of gave him a reveal like he was supposed to be somebody that I know. And I was like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? And he's like, no. Like, it's Tom fucking Atkins, dude. Yeah. The Fog, Halloween 3, oh my God. Night of the Creeps. Tom fucking Atkins. You know, Tom Atkins has looked exactly the same for the past you know, 50 years. Tom Atkins from Rockford Files. Oh, my God. Which I've been working through no. it's a great Have show you? it is a great fucking show it's all on netflix I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your word for it you're gonna fucking watch it uh night of the creeps though yeah i mean it's, yeah. it's definitely up there um for my introduction to horror so yeah the movies that i kept in the, the blu-ray release is phenomenal is it like two or three commentary tracks. Like really? A bunch of behind the scenes. That is not a movie you think stuff. would be robust yeah. in the special features. And it came out like a couple of years before Scream Factory, but it definitely has the Scream Factory treatment vibe. Oh, good. It. That's awesome. Um, my next one 
I believe you have as well. Mm-hmm. But you don't have it exactly the way I have it. Fuck right off. <laughs> uh, it is Nightbreed. It is Scream Factory's uh, overpriced director's cut limited edition of Nightbreed with uh, cover art by Joel Robinson. Right. Link in the description. Um, this is such a good fucking movie. It really is. Um, I, I watched both cuts. Did you? I don't own the original cut. Oh, well, if you had bought... Oh, you mean if I had spent $75 on two versions of the same movie? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remind me to show you the poster uh, oh, okay. as well. I will. Um, Dick. I, uh, I the, the director's cut puts me in an unenviable position uh, because I know it was Clive's vision. Right. But I, I love the theatrical cut. Really? So much. Um the studios wanted him to make Decker more of a villain. Right. And I hate to agree with the studios. Right. Um, but Decker is phenomenal. Yeah. And in the in the theatrical cut, he is far more prevalent. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the director's cut a lot, uh, even the awkward musical number. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, they snipped back. That was like... Two minutes too long. It was an entire song. <laughs> um, they snipped back the Decker stuff a bit mm-hmm. in the director's cut, which kind of bothered me just because, like, Dr. Channard, uh, right. he was kind of nightbreed for me. I know, like, Midian is great, and I love the Absolutely. the creatures and everything, but Decker's just so fucking terrifying yeah. and so... Real? Yeah, who who would have thought that he would be that good of an actor? <laughs> yeah, Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah, he's he's really great. Um, I do like that they give you a better idea of Midian. They sure. give you a be- bigger look. Right. Um, the war at the end is extended as yeah. it should have been. Sure. Um, I think I like the ending of the theatrical cut. Okay. Just because, like I said, Decker was such an important character for me. Right. That leaving it with him at the end, you know, tied to the 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 thing and the the priest. Right, right, right. Bringing him back, you know, was a perfect ending for me. Right. Uh, but I, I did, and and a lot of it has to do with, you know, having twenty five years of the theatrical cut under my belt. Sure. Um. But that's not to say that the director's cut isn't good. It's it's incredibly good. Yeah, uh, and it looks amazing. Yeah, the transfer they did. Oh yeah, I would, I was shocked at yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah. especially um, some of the source materials that they found for it. Like it's yeah. like kind of a miracle that they were concerned able to, what they had to work with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 rather seamless. Yeah, uh, I also forgot how much I love to hate the sheriff. Yeah, <laughs> that movie. He's kind of He's a huge asshole. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I had, I had forgotten quite a bit from that movie. Um, yeah. Until I revisited, what did you think about the director Scott? And did you notice much? Well, again, it, I mean, it's probably been 
like five years since I've seen the theatrical cut and because I don't own it and like I've only seen it a couple times. Right. Um, so I'm, I would have to watch the theatrical cut again to really, to really get the differences. But I mean, granted, if I had spent 50 more dollars for the theatrical cut and a poster, I would have, but you know. You haven't seen the poster. <laughs> I believe that right now Amazon has this. Like, cheap enough to piss me off. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, it went back up. Okay. seventy one seventy nine On Amazon? Yeah. Wow. Maybe one day, because this has happened to me before, where I've just fallen onto treasure, maybe one day I'll be at a used movie place or something and find the special edition for like five bucks. I mean, I'm... I believe in dreams. Yeah. Like, I think the sure. dreams should be possible. <laughs> I mean, if I can find, uh, I think I found at this point, three Hunter S. Thompson books at Goodwill, I can dream about finding nice. that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, um, what else was it? Oh, the commentary track on the director's cut is pretty great as well. Yeah. And we all wish Clive a very speedy recovery <laughs> from whatever. The yeah, hell is what, going on with whatever him? ails him. Um, yeah, he needs to stick around. He has to outlive Stephen King. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have respect for Stephen King, and I like a lot of his projects. But Clyde Barker, all the way, like he's so much better. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do like Stephen King. Yeah, I was watching a Stephen King movie when you got here today. The Dark Half. Yeah. Written by Mr. King and directed by George Romero. Right. But that wasn't part of the 31 Days. No, no. Um, Number 12 is one uh, you and I were talking earlier about how I have a stack of movies that I have not watched and I may have had them (laughs) for up to a year. Um, And uh, a title that sat in that stack for quite a while was Stakeland. Sundown. (laughs) Stakeland. Oh, I really like Steakland. I was very surprised at how much I like Steakland. I, I, I mean, granted, I went in with low expectations, but such a good movie. Like I, it was a lot more brutal than I expected. You know, they started off strong and fucked up. Yeah, um, and it just goes from there. Like it's really good. It's a, it's it's a really good, you know, monster movie. Really good post apocalyptic movie. It's very bleak. Um, it's just good, solid movie. That guy, uh, Mister, yeah, so amazing. He's like a like a fucking young Mickey Rourke. Like, yeah, he's such a badass. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, like he, he he's like the. He's bastard. in a werewolf movie coming out. I saw that. Yeah, I saw a clip that showed the werewolves, and I I'm kind of against the movie now. They look terrible, dude. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I only heard about it. I mean the the idea is cool, but oh, the werewolves are bad. Um. Do you, do you ever watch the werewolf episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, I have never seen Are You Afraid of the Dark. Really? It was like kind of after. I mean, that you were. That weird point in my life where like I didn't. It wasn't acceptable for you to watch Snick? Yes. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I, like all of my friends are younger than me for the most part. And it's like Ben and all that. Like that's a big thing that they yeah. go on about. And I just I can't relate because I've never seen it. And then I try to talk about like Tales from the Crypt, and they're like, 
Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I I know both. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes you better, right? Obviously. <laughs> Shout out to Ben. Um. So, but yeah. So they look like cheap knockoff versions of the werewolf from that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um. Yeah. But if you watch it, it's best if you have um like an actual physical copy so you have the special features that do like yeah. the background stories yeah, of the characters great. like the one with mister going back to his family was awesome yeah um i remember seeing a like a viral trailer for it um i don't know if you saw this one where like it's like someone videotaping um uh like their dad like working on their car or something and then they go in and like one of the parents is infected somehow and like kills the other parent and then kills the child like on screen like a six-year-old child and like i saw that i'm like okay so this (laughs) is this is for real this is serious okay i'm i'm down very nice i I, I, stakeland is uh yeah that's one of those that kind of came in under the radar that i wish everyone knew about yeah uh danielle harris is in it i'm just i love her so much (laughs) It's probably one of the first times I've ever had dirty thoughts about a very pregnant woman. <laughs> She's one of the only uh, actresses that I've had a crush on since I was her age, like in Halloween 4. Okay. She and I are like the same age. I think she might be like a year older than me. Yeah. But like as a nine-year-old or whatever watching Halloween 4, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And then like years later as, you know... A, 33 year old watching Halloween the Rob Zombie Halloween like she's still got it <laughs> yeah I'm kind of we that, should still be together <laughs> I'm kind of at that same level with uh, Miley Cyrus thank you are you mm-hmm. kidding yes son of a bitch <laughs> I mean I'd hit it Look see I didn't <laughs> I didn't know her before with all the crazy shit oh so um, you just know her for the good stuff yeah, yeah. I fucking love her oh yeah um <laughs> but, but on uh, crazy girls are the best yeah, especially for the long haul. No. Well, uh, there's no long haul in my life. Oh, well, yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm happy for you that you've found your one, <laughs> all right? Um, it's just not in the cards for me, man. Uh, you talking about that kind of that kind of crush though? Um, on a realistic level, uh that was Natalie Portman for me. I can see that. Cuz I saw uh, Leon at a very young age. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this girl yeah. Les Professionnels. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> that's a good flick, though. Yeah. Uh, Stakeland, though, that's a uh, Glass Eye Picks joint. Uh, Larry Fessenden and mm. his crew. Who Fessenden is, is amazing. Uh, have you ever seen We Sell the Dead? No, uh, I know I, I need to. Yeah, He stars in that, but he's primarily a producer and director gotcha. and writer. He's a great actor, though. He looks like a caricature of uh, Nicholson. Hmm. Pretty much, uh, but he owns Glass Eye Picks, and they they are very much like a, a, a more serious, I guess, type of trauma. Okay, um, company, but like they really take it very seriously. That makes and, sense, and put out some really great stuff. Uh, a lot of Ty West stuff. House of the Devil was Glass Eye okay. Picks, and um, uh, so. The other, I love the movie. Uh, the Innkeepers In, right. uh, was also Glass Eye Picks, but uh, they're great. And Fessenden does a um, old school. Unfortunately, you have to pay for it. It's right. not just a podcast, but he does an old school like uh, horror radio play show that's fantastic uh, mm-hmm. called Beyond the Pale. Okay, 
It's kind of like a a radio show version of like uh, Tales from the Crypt or Oh, that's awesome! Night Gallery. Totally be down like for that. That's really good though. The guy's fantastic. He's somebody I really want to get on Streamatorium. Uh, not Streamatorium. I would love to get him on Streamatorium. There you go. But on uh, Conversations with the Weird. Uh, so if anybody knows Larry Fessenden <laughs> and can hook me up, please do so. Uh, it's you. What were we to? What was? Oh, that was uh, Stakeland. Yeah. Yep. Great movie. Um, my next one is the Stuart Gordon not so classic Pit in the Pendulum, starring Lance Henriksen. Wow. I love this movie. The theme, I guess, for this year's Halloween for me, without really knowing, was movies from my childhood that I saw at way too young an age right. that I still love. Right. Uh, this and you is have one to defend your love for? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was shot in Italy, so it has a very uh, sleazy 70s kind of vibe to it. There's a lot of uh, nudity and a lot of 70s bush. Uh, it's not, it's, it's an 80s. Which is the it's best like push. A, it's like a late 80s film. I want to say it came out around the time of Army of Darkness. Oh, well. Um, but it's, it's fantastic. It's, Stuart Gordon can do no wrong, uh, to me, uh, and Lance Henriksen certainly can do no wrong. Right. Oliver Reed is in this movie, and it was at the height of his, I'm nearly dead. I'm <laughs> drinking a shitload. I'm insane. Right. Uh, and he's phenomenal. Jeffrey Combs is in this, of course. Of course, he Gordon is. Film. Right. Uh, and he's great. But Henriksen uh, apparently went very um, method with the role of Torquemada. Wow. In uh, Pit and the Pendulum That's to the terrifying. point where he was like difficult. To work with, really, wow. Uh, Gordon has a lot of great stories, and there's some great features on here. This was put out. Full Moon Entertainment, who made the film, have been finally putting out Blu-rays. Yeah, um, but it's great. Their Blu-rays, they put on them the special features that they had on VHS tapes, so it feels like you're watching like the VHS of Pit and the Pendulum. Oh, it just happens to look great. That's glorious. Uh, but yeah, it's like all the like uh, static and like color bars oh for like, you know, a full moon video zone <laughs> interviews with like crazy eighties angles oh and shit. God, it's, awesome. it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, if, if you haven't seen uh, Pit and the Pendulum by Stuart Gordon, uh, check it out. It may not be your cup of tea, but it should um, be, but it should, but it should be. That's, <laughs> A really good way to put it. This is uh, Full Moon number 73. They've been numbering, like, uh, I guess, for when they released it. So I guess right. this was the 73rd film they did. But it's fantastic and definitely worth checking out. It was on Instant Q. I don't think it is anymore. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> so why even bring it up? Um, all right, number 13 for me, uh, The Ninth Gate, which... Uh, what? I was just checking the time. Oh, okay. What are we at? Hour, Hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was joking. Um, Ninth like, Gate. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Frank Langella is. Oh my god. Amazing. Yeah. Netflix. And the chick. The like. Yeah. The, 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 the like evil ingenue or whatever. Right. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I really and dug Depp, it. Depp is great. In yeah. That. Um. It's uh. It's funny because it has a kind of parallel theme to. Uh, another movie that'll be coming up on the list on my list later okay. um, that I'll reference. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was good. Um, I remember seeing it like on pay per view when I was a kid. 
Um, and I guess for some reason, like I thought it was more like engaging than it is mm-hmm. like it, like watching it now. I'm like, this is a very deliberate movie. Oh know? yeah. 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 And, um, which I'm fine with, but like going in, like with my past thoughts on it, it was a little jarring, but, uh, but yeah, it's a good flick. Langella yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, he really is. I, I love that type of, um, setup for a film of like an eccentric billionaire, billionaire yeah. collector, uh, in a cult trying to, you know, I love yeah. that, uh, it's a Polanski film, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. maybe the great forgotten Roman Polanski film. Yeah. Uh, that is a really, really good yeah. flick, though. And it's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to rewatch that. Yeah. I don't think that's out on Blu-ray yet. Uh, I'm not sure. On I haven't that seen one. it. I know I have the DVD. But. Uh, it is on. I know it's on Netflix. That's how I watched it. Oh, good. Yeah. I won't have to dig through my box of <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch that. I wish I had, though. Yeah. And I will very soon. Uh, next for me is another, um, John Carpenter movie that too many people haven't seen, In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, the, the, I, I told you my background with this movie before we started. Um, I saw it in that theater that we were talking about that was falling apart. And it was around the time that I first started smoking pot. And it was, uh, like a nine o'clock showing in the winter. And with the holes in the roof, like the theater was chilly. <laughs> I was stoned out of my mind and I was the only one in the theater. And, uh, if you've ever seen In the Mouth of Madness, you know how terrifying that would be to find yourself in that situation, <laughs> uh, sitting right in the middle of an empty, dilapidated theater watching, <laughs> uh, Sam Neill slowly lose his mind. Um, this movie, uh, at horror conventions, one of my first ways of finding out if someone is going to be a friend of mine is by when we first meet, I, I say, do you read Sutter Kane? Uh, nice. Which is a, a, one of the line that's always stuck with me from this. It's a, about a uh, Lovecraft type of author, kind of a Stephen King Lovecraft hybrid yeah. named Sutter Kane who goes missing the eve of his new book release. And, uh, the insurance people think that it's a scam and he's trying to just do publicity and all this shit. So they send their investigator out to this small town that doesn't exist in like Maine right. to track him down. And then reality just completely flies out the fucking window <laughs> and things get twisted and warped. And it's, it's a beautifully unnerving and unraveling, uh, film that is, uh, highly underseen. That, that's another film that I saw at a very, very young age and actually haven't watched for quite some time. Um, but it was just funny watching that movie being like, you know, eight and all that I know Sam Neill from at that point is Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> right. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, he he's, also does this. He's <laughs> fantastic in the film. Uh, also the guy that plays Sutter Kane is, um, a really well-known German actor named Jürgen Prochnow. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he was in Das Boot. Okay. And, uh. He was also in Beer Fest. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, House of the Dead. House of the Dead, yes. Um, Jesus. I'm glad I didn't watch that. Oh, come um, on now. It's good stuff. But a cameo in this film, and I don't remember the name, it's the guy that played Vigo the Carpathian in Ghostbusters 2. 
uh, plays a, a farmer okay. in this town. Uh, but nice. In the Mouth of Madness is definitely one to check out, especially if you're a Lovecraft fan and you're like, there are no good Lovecraft movies. This isn't an adaptation of a Lovecraft movie, right. but it is as Lovecraftian as cinema can get, yeah. I think. Uh, and Carpenter uh, wields the 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 power so fucking wonderfully. Has uh, Rob ever told you how excited he is for uh, Del Toro to do a Lovecraft movie? I mean, we've talked about it, I think. He was supposed to do At the Mountains of Madness, yeah. right? Well, the reason I say, um, if Rob listens to this, he's screaming right now because he fucking hates the idea oh, really? of Del Toro. Yeah. Oh, I would be fine with it. Um, well, Have you seen and Hellboy? I think he's, well, exactly, and I think he's calmed down on it a bit, but his thing was, like, just because he did Hellboy with Elder Gods and Squiddy things doesn't mean he can do Lovecraft. I'm like, well, <laughs> yes, it does. It kind of does a little bit. Because he did it well. <laughs> right. I mean, Hellboy, I think, is another one that I would say is, like, one of the most Lovecraftian uh, vibed films. Yeah. You know, that is just a treat to watch. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, superhero films. I mean, because technically you have to lot. Yeah, lob that's it in there. true, yeah. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I still have a burning hatred for part two, though. Yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> Probably it's, on the last episode. I, I think we did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know uh, I stated uh, at the beginning of that podcast uh, numerous, numerous times uh, about how short we were going to try to make it. Like I do with every podcast. Uh, it went way the fuck long. So uh, this is an extra special supersized edition of We Belong Dead. Uh, you're now at the end of part one. Uh, I believe we just uh, were talking about Reanimator and how wonderful that film is. Uh, be sure uh, in the next uh, few days to a week, uh, come back and check out uh, part two uh, where my uh, faithful colleague Ian and I uh, delve into the last of the 62 films that we watched during the month of October or rocktober if you will if you're if you're like a, a rock and roll person anyway uh thanks for listening uh check us out on weirdochurch.com like i said come back for part 2 and when you see this on facebook do me a big favor and just click the fucking share button please mm-hmm.